Attention all publishers! Early bird tickets to Mumbrella Publish ends at midnight tomorrow. If you're up for a day of learning from top publishers including Broadsheet, The Brag Media, Pro Bono, The Conversation and more, and getting the latest insights on anything and everything across the print and digital spectrum, book your tickets now before they go back up to full price. Plus, the full program has just launched. Check out all the sessions at mumbrella.com.au forward slash publish. Hello and welcome back to the Mumbrella Cast. I'm Callum Jasper, and today, fresh off the heels of the live special on Tuesday, we're back to normal scheduling. Just the one news topic for us. We'll discuss potential industrial action at nine as its journalists prepare to take a vote. Then I'll chat to Accenture Songs Australian lead and also co-founder and CEO of The Monkeys, Mark Green, about this year's rebrand and sort of everything that comes under his umbrella. But uh, first joining me today is acting deputy editor Emma Shepard. M, welcome and how's it going? It's going great. It's good to be back on the pod. It's good to have you back. And how was your first uh, 360 experience last week? I know we're all still coming down from that a bit. Oh, it was so great. I love just being amongst the action. Nothing like a live event and seeing people in person and such a great two days for networking. So it was a it was a blast. What about you? It was, did you love did you like it? Oh, it was great. It was um a little bit stressful at times. You know, we had we obviously had our uh, our own stuff to do as well. The uh, the stories aren't going to write themselves, but you know, as you say, <laughs> it was a, it was a fantastic opportunity and great to see everyone there. So, Em, straight into it, James Chessel, Managing Director of Nine Publishing, sent out an email this week uh, on the Enterprise Bargaining Agreement. Can you start by taking us through a brief overview of this story, how we got to this point, and roughly what was in the content of that email there? Yeah, definitely. So I'll start off from the beginning um, just before I get into James's response. So basically the MAEAA and Nine Publishing have been negotiating for a number of months um, and renegotiating the enterprise agreement covering media workers at SMH, The Age, AFR, Brisbane Times and WA Today. Um, so MAAA members are kind of working for a fair pay rise and improved grading to ensure diversity in the newsroom minimum standards for freelancers and a public commitment to the Charter of Editorial Independence, amongst other things. Uh, and the main ones were, you know, in terms of the wages, MEAA members are seeking kind of a combination of wage increases, ranging from 5.5% per annum to 4% per annum, weighted toward, uh, you know, towards staff on lower pay for three years, uh, and automatic classification grading increases to ensure there are real wage gains Uh, And then also management is offering 3.5% for lower graded staff and 3% for higher graded staff for a one-year agreement. Um, So, look, they're trying to get a little bit more money, but with the inflation and with the the kind of um, overall climate at the moment coming back after the pandemic with publishing – Look, um, we had we have heard back a response from James Chessel, uh, and he hasn't really been in favour of you know what you know th- what the what the journalists are, are wanting and what MEAA are wanting as well. And for the central issue being, he said, the size and duration of the new pay deal. So there remains a gap between both sides at the moment. Um, the offer presented to employees by Nine, uh, Chessel said which was that 3.5% increase um, to graded rates for staff 
below the merit threshold and a 3% increase to graded rates for staff above is a significant investment by nine. And he said it compares favorably to increases being offered by their competitors. And he did note some negative impacts as well for the company, some being substantial increases in paper costs have been well documented and are forecast, are forecast now to worsen. Um, you know, the same is true for transport and distribution costs. You know, there's defamation costs that remain uncertain. He even said, you know, Google and Facebook money is welcome and is one of several factors, including strong underlying business performance that, you know, allowed them to hire more than 50 new journalists. Um, you know, but however, during the, you know, the course of the deals, it makes up for legacy revenue streams that are in structural decline, you know, print subs, print retail, print advertising, for example. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, as I understand it, the last time that um, the enterprise agreement came up, it was carried over during COVID. And um, from mm. all accounts, I think everyone was pretty happy with that because of, I guess, the uncertainty that came at that time. Obviously, the journalists, uh, the majority of which are part of the MAAA, as you say, um, mm. obviously got job security out of that and nine uh, didn't have to raise their <laughs> raise their wages this is the first time i think the nine has the nine management has had to negotiate this deal since um that merger with fairfax and again you know you kind of hear around the traps and industry sources kind of suggest that um i think a lot of the nine journalists are sort of asking since nine has received quite a bit of money, a substantial amount coming in from Google and Facebook through some of these deal mm. deals they've agreed over the years, sort of asking, you know, where is it going? We're yet to sort of see it. Um, and that 3.5% number that you raised there, and I know businesses quite, well, quite a lot of businesses locally in Australia have actually raised staff um, standards for wages mm. due to inflation or I guess in line with inflation seeing as the cost of living is going up so I think what you have what's happening here is you know you're getting the union um kind of doing what it's what it's meant to do I guess serving its um, members and then you've got nine who also um probably are going to stand quite firm as you'd imagine here so what happens next here M? say you know we do have this vote which will be this week um, mm. is there been a response from the MEAA? And if, you know, Nines journalists do decide to walk out, which they very well could, what happens then? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure that, well, I'm not pretty sure, but I've, I know that our MEAA members, I think that's 90% of nine published uh, journos make up for that. So I've, I'd feel that if this goes through it, it's going to, it's going to get passed um, and approved, but uh, look, I spoke to uh, MEAA uh, and I had a bit of background on it. You know, obviously there is going to be, um, uh, you know, they, in recent weeks members, you know, elected to take those steps forward um, to kind of go and, pro and, and protect industrial action through, you know, the union. Um, so they have been lodging uh, a protected action ballot uh, with them. Um, that was approved last week. Now ballots will be sent out to members this week uh, and they should receive these ballots next week. So members then need to vote on the types of industrial action that they wish to take. Uh, there was a fair few options that they could have selected, but the union is really urging its members to vote yes to every question 
Um, and it is expected the union and management will still meet during the period prior to the ballot being closed to continue the enterprise agreement discussions too. Yeah, it's. Um, I, th- I think it will be fascinating to see how, um, I guess, this dynamic plays out because you know, you're kind of speaking to a few people, they would remind you that um, Fairfax's journalists have previously walked out when that, that agreement yeah. maybe wasn't reached but now nine it's a different game they've probably got um as you as some may say stronger resolve um but again (laughs) if if uh if they were to decide to walk out you could probably point to that deal which um the aap headed up by former smh um editor Mm. lisa davies and the the publisher signed just recently, and you can listen to Lisa talking about that on the Mambrella cast a few months ago. Um, M, you spoke more directly to the MEAA's director, Adam Portelli. What did he have to say? Yeah, that was a good chat with Adam. Always, you know, great to jump on the phone with him, and um, he's always willing to have a good chat. But basically, uh, he let me know, um, you know, he wanted to give his his view on on what's going on and. On record, of course, but he said, despite Jono's working harder than ever, cost of living pressures are increasing, which is not surprising for anyone. Um, and huge pay, you know, payouts from Google and Facebook, nine management are still offering insufficient pay increases and no guaranteed minimums for freelancers. Um, and then he said, with inflation now running, as you said before, 6.1%, nine management has to do better. Uh, and he said all workers, nine engagers, deserve respect and a level of job security, including freelance journalists as well. So he's all for them winning this and, 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 um, and you know, everyone saying would, As yeah. you would expect him to be, uh, I think. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yes. So he's <laughs> wouldn't expect it anything would- less. And uh, just for a final note, we did approach nine for comment and there's not going to be anything coming out there for now. Um, anyway, moving on, next up we have Accenture Song and the Monkeys, Mark Green. So Mark Green, co-founder and CEO of the Monkeys as well as lead for ANZ for Accenture Song. How are you and uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, looking forward to having a good chat. How's everything going? Yeah, everything's very well down here. Uh, the, the the rain has settled, so we'll, uh, it's good to good weather to crack on with it. So nice. earlier this year, Accenture Interactive rebranded to Accenture Song in David Droger's words to symbolize the post-pandemic growth journey that we're on with clients. Can you start by sort of, uh, I guess, for, for us in the, the local market, crystallizing what that means here and how things have really changed? Yeah, look, I, I, I think um, uh, locally we've been on the, uh, the the path or the future trajectory for where Accenture Song is now heading. So um, Accenture Song is all around growth and helping clients navigate the warp speed that technology is bringing to every business um, by helping them, I guess, strategically um, set up their growth journey Um define their kind of purpose and and strategy and then help them navigate the changes from everything from product and service design from commerce and content from modern marketing 
Um, and you know, look, I think I think Song is really set up to try and deliver that group of capabilities and 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 really help, um, I guess, the clients and the teams within the business to kind of unite around that purpose and to um, just really be that sort of you know sustainable growth partner for clients. Is it is it a bit of the, one of those cases where you know I guess for a client you can be very clear on what your proposition is internally, but they may think if I don't know what that is, then how are they going to help us figure out where we're going? Yeah, look, I, 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 and again, you know, I mean, we're we're pretty nerdy from a strategic standpoint um, <laughs> locally, um, uh, and we've got a very strong strategy department. So we've always been really clear as to what we stand for, um, be it. Accenture Interactive or Accenture Song. And I think for um, as the business has evolved and as the market and landscape has changed, I think that proposition um, needed a bit of a refresh and that's what Song has delivered. And I think uh, and it's also kind of just uniting um, the globe on a mission um, behind it. So, um, you know, and, and it's great for us because we've got uh, a great connection with Dave Droger uh, obviously being an Australian, but aside from that, yeah. uh, we've known um, each other for a long time. And I think, you know, with him stepping into the leadership role at a global level, I think um, that just gives it a, a new kind of um, momentum and uh, a new energy. And I think that's what uh, we're all getting behind locally as well. So you, you mentioned um, Droga there and that relationship and, um, part of it was consolidating all those brands. And obviously, from a local perspective, the monkeys being such a, a household name for the last few years. Can you sort of talk about, um, with that brand remaining, what the sort of strategic direction with this consolidation is and, I guess, the plans for the monkeys moving forward? Yeah, look, I, I think the, the 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 monkeys as part of Accenture Song is, um, you know, if you... If you uh, if we're, we're setting the agenda around growth and helping clients navigate that um, journey, uh, there's, there's some key capabilities required to deliver that. And the monkey's role within Accenture Song is really about setting up that idea of purpose and brand strategy and then delivering modern marketing in the best way possible, which is, which is pretty consistent for what we've done over the course of our 16, 17 years. Um, with a purpose around making provocative ideas happen. Uh, look, I think that that remains, but I think what is becoming really interesting for the team is that um, uh, beyond just thinking, employing creativity to solve uh, marketing and advertising related issues, we're, we're actually using creativity to inform, you know, new product ideas, new services, uh, new experiences on behalf of brands. So working with the whole of Accenture Song, putting that to bear where, you know, you can sort of reimagine industries, you can reimagine services. And, you know, a couple of examples of that are, um, you know, trying to bring dementia sufferers and their carers together through um, technology and creativity uh, to kind of bring them back into the room through triggers. Um, another example would be to, you know, to create an army of um CPR trained first responders to to help um, bridge the gap between a cardiac arrest and and um, an ambulance arriving. So there's ideas like that that I think yeah. kind of change the game, and I think that's really exciting for the team. And 
I think if you've kind of followed the journey of um, the monkey since its inception, we've always believed that creativity can play a far bigger role in influencing business and society. And I think that's what um, Accenture Song allows um, the monkeys and all the agencies that have been part of Accenture Song globally to navigate. And I, and I think that's what's really been the attraction and that's why we did it five years ago. Um, so I think for, for us, it's really kind of crystallising that agenda, um, bringing the opportunity closer uh, and, and, and also kind of really... Um, uh, just providing a bigger platform for the business. Um, and I, I think that's that's what's exciting. And I think that's why, you know, we continue to grow. Um, the team's expanding um, across, uh, you know, Melbourne, Sydney and Auckland now. And, yeah, it's, it's exciting. I, I, I think there's, uh, you know, with all of these kind of things, there's the uh, cynical view, which, um, you know, whether you like the name or, or, or don't um, is one thing. But I think there's also the optimistic kind of lean into it and yeah. embrace what it can be. And I think for us, you know, that has always been about that combination of creativity, consulting and technology coming together. Um, and I think that that's, that's, that's still the mission. So um, for us, it's really, you know, you know, we always like to say, well done is better than well said. And it's the proof is in the pudding. And I think for us, we'll demonstrate that by, you know, just doing more interesting things with our clients. And I think that's what we're, that's the the journey we're on. And I think that that proposition is really different from other agencies um, and it's different from holding companies and also other consultancies as well. So I think, um, you know, we've got a really great opportunity to be something demonstrably different. Uh, and I think that's, that's you know, we, we've, we've, the industry needs some change and it needs some, uh, you know, people that are going to bet on, different ways of navigating this world and that's that's ours and you know so far um we've been joined by some pretty stellar talent across the globe and the growth of the business has been really super strong so all those things um together mean that you know something is really working and yeah you know we're still able to attract the best talent um you know i think within the team that we've got in anz it's uh it's a real force and and, and I say that with all respect to kind of the competitors we face, but, you know, we're trying to do something different. We're not trying to copy something that's been done before. Um, and within all of that, there's that healthy tension. Um, and there's also, you know, challenges. So on a good day, um, you're in full flight. And on, a, on a bad day, you're kind of, you know, grinding through the gears a little bit, uh, trying to navigate something new. So, um, and but you know, look, we've, we've done that forever. You know, whether it's um, uh, learning how to create a, a television show through to um, you know a music video through to whatever it might be, a new product uh, to launch into a market that we've created, um, for example, like you know, Moo Tea for Unlimited. I think we've always pushed the boundaries of what an answer could look like, and uh, I think that's what gets us up out of bed every day, and why. Whilst we've, um, you know, I've been on this journey for 16 years, um, it always feels new. Um, and every kind of 12 to 18 months, you really want to sort of uh, challenge yourself to um, work out what's next because, you know, you can't stand still. Yeah. And, you know, I think, as you say, there, it, it sort of seems like a natural progression. And I think there is one 
consistency there, which is, as you say, um, with the monkeys always trying to uh, create innovative and kind of, I guess, groundbreaking ideas at the heart of the work. I would ask, do you think it's maybe maybe just immediately compare the monkeys because they have this tradition, so this history as a more traditional agency in in the sense of being an agency and then kind of how that is developing into the consultancy space. Do you think it's a bit of a cop-out for people to always just try and pigeonhole the, the company? Uh, look, I, I, I don't, I've, I've never felt like we've um, ever um, had any issue with, uh, um, you know, the, the, the perception of, you know, how we've navigated this. I think the, the best um, sign of success is, um, you know, continued growth to continue to attract the best talent um, and do interesting work that uh, always feels like, you know, the work in front of you is better than the work behind you. And um, that has, that, that's, that's kind of how it's felt. Um, yeah. And I, and I think um, uh, so, so, you know, labels, are just labels, I think um, at the end of the day, I think the work we've done has transcended uh, what is typically delivered from an advertising agency from day one. And I think what we're going to do with Accenture Song is actually take that to a, another level um, yeah. where we're you know, really going to be able to, through creativity, technology, consulting, all of those great things that we have in our team, we're, we're, we'll be able to reimagine different opportunities for businesses and I think, you know, like, you know, I think there's a, just rather than doing a better ad than the next guy, this is uh, actually a, a bit more of a transformation. And, you know, I, I use that word recognizing that it's thrown around a lot in our industry. Um, and I'm not, uh, not big on, uh, um, you know, the uh, smoke machines and all of that type of stuff yeah. with um, how <laughs> I talk about the business. Again, the, you know, we, we, we like to prove it out. Um, but within Accenture Song right now, like, you know, I mentioned a couple of the um, things that we're working on earlier, but there's, there's the, the diversity of what is happening. And, and, and we're learning of all, everyone's learning from each other, right? Because, you know, when you kind of, if you're a product and service designer, it's very different to being a brand designer, very different from being a, um, a solution architect or an engineer, in the commerce and content team. If you're a MarTech professional, very different from being a, uh, you know, brand strategist. And um, I, th I think there's, a, you know, that can be quite intimidating, right? <laughs> when you've got all these quite eclectic, different um, types of people within the organization, but you put a problem in front of that group of people and all, all those um, uh, nuances disappear and everyone just gets focused on what, problem has to be solved for a client and you kind of go holy shit this is um next level yeah <laughs> you know, like it's it's really interesting and it's not as as we've said it's not you're not kind of perfecting you know the 30 second commercial here you're actually cutting new ground and doing something that uh everybody is a little bit in awe of um and i think that and that has really been the um the reality of a lot of the types of projects that we're now finding ourselves tackling. And, um, and I think that's different for the consulting industry. It's different from the advertising industry. Like, so you've, you've really got a whole bunch of different skills and industries coming together and, and cultures yeah. as well. Right. Like it's, um, you know, they're, 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 they, they, they are different cultures and, 
I think, again, you've just got to be open-minded with how you uh, walk into the room. Uh, but the thing that we are constantly seeing is that we're surprised by um, the depth of solution that we can come up with. And, you know, there's uh, some big projects that we're working on that, um, you know, they have the, the breadth of what we're offering, um, bringing together kind of brand, purpose, experience, technology and operations to run a business. Uh, and that's really, that's really interesting. And it keeps it new. It keeps it fresh. And for people from the industries that we navigate, I think that's a, that's a pretty good day job. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I, um, I did a live podcast last week at Mumbrella 360 with, um, Nick Garrett from Deloitte Digital and Mim Hayson from Suncorp and kind of listening back to the conversation when I was editing it earlier this week, it kind of, it was a good it was a good runway for the, for this chat because there was quite a few points that I figured oh you know that would be a good one to ask Mark a, a big part of the the conversation was sort of about um, the increasingly complex role of a chief marketing officer and how you know as you mentioned it it's not just about the thirty second ad anymore it's about kind of taking things upstream sometimes even beyond the marketing department do do you think I guess you're perfectly poised for that right now. And I guess kind of following on that, it's it's quite interesting. I mean, we the Coles pitch is obviously very imminent, but it, it <laughs> appears not that we can talk about the result of that um, because that is yet to come, but it feels sort of a watershed moment where you do have these traditional advertising holding groups. And then on the other hand, you've got this, Accenture song solution, which it's sort of like a clashing of these two big kind of uh, touch points that we've been talking about for so many years. Yeah, there's there's a few um, bits to that uh, comment. Um, firstly, uh, Mim and Nick, two of the you know great people of our industry that have a great perspective on all of this. Um, and yeah, look, the role of the marketer is changing, and uh, its influence given the the changing nature of the customer, uh, you know, marketing is becoming increasingly important. And I think we're seeing that reporting line straight into the CEO more and more. And when you talk about growth and the marketing department being kind of the catalyst for working out how to grow, that's a lot of responsibility. And, you know, the things that, uh, um, you know, marketing at one point became probably more marketing communications um, but if you roll out the four P's, you've kind of, you know, in a traditional sense, which isn't um, the, the whole breadth of a marketing offer. But uh, if you're adding product and price and promotion and, and distribution and things like that, with technology change in this landscape, then you've got, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're sitting across a lot of uh, different factors and different ways and different businesses to kind of navigate. And, you know, look, I know Mim um, faces that challenge. Um and most CMOs that we talked to, we had about 12 in a session last night uh, talking about uh, value creation and growth. And they're all, they're all facing the same sort of challenge. So what are they looking for? It's changing. Um, is Accenture Song an answer? Yeah, like it, it really is because, you know, you, ca you can't do it with one or two people um, and you have to be deep in your capabilities. So when you're talking about um, marketing technology, you need to understand it. You need to be able to kind of strategically 
deliver a program of work for a client. Um, and likewise with e-commerce and and modern marketing. And they're, and they're different people that requ- are required to do that. So the scale of an organization to be able to do that end-to-end service for a marketer um, is pretty significant. So that's why we feel being, you know, Accenture Song is really well-placed because we've got that breadth of services. Um, and the Coles pitch is um, an example of us putting that together. So whether it's a clash or... Um, whatever it's described as in this moment of time. I think it's just uh, we're all putting forward our best bet on how to deliver an answer. And, um, you know, we're confident with our approach and um, whether it's the Coles pitch or any other conversation with a client, I think, um, you know, we're, we're backing the narrative and the story that we're putting out in the market. And um, and, and it's exciting because we've got great people to deliver it. Um and culturally, I think we're really uniting a really smart group of people that are down to earth um, and, you know, confident in their ability and have um, experience to do that, to navigate that challenge for clients. And I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. And that pitch is just one of the, another example of, um, you know, how it's being put to test by clients. Yeah, I mean, and we'll obviously talk about the the result of that in due course. I'm sure a lot will be said about that when it when it does come out. Did they, when they sort of, I guess, approached you in the first place, did they have any idea, or was it of what they maybe wanted to see from that Accenture song solution, or was it sort of like a you know, show us what you can do? Uh, look, I, I probably I'll, I'll just I'll. I'll ignore the question and skirt around it because I probably <laughs> can't answer it directly in, in yeah um, fair enough Cole's pitch but I think look I mean I mean you know the, most clients are coming to you know businesses trying to find out ways that their capabilities can you know help their company and um, you know most of the conversations we have we're having with clients are of that nature now we will pitch the whole idea of what we can do um clients won't always want to buy that from one company they may choose to um, talk to a few and we're okay with either of those approaches right um because uh you know we 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 back our capability collectively but we also know um if it's a, a very narrow task like we don't want to boil the ocean and just try and shove the whole thing down the throat of a client because that's not what they're asking for. So, you know, like it's a, it's a, it's one of those horses for courses a little bit. Um, but you know, we think we're at our best when we bring, um, you know, more than one or two of the capabilities we have together for a client, uh, because that's where we can actually really drive, um, sales and growth and more accountability, uh, to that client. So, yeah, that's that's probably gives you a bit of insight in terms of how we're thinking about it. Yeah, it, it, on a sort of um, more personal, professional note, the monkeys are up for Mumbrella's Creative Agency of the Year next week. Um, you're also up against in the same category last year's winner, Thinkabell. Um, last year, after Thinkabell took home that prize and uh, Margie Reed and Adam Ferrier on the podcast and they spoke about their relationship with PwC who have an investment in that agency 
and mm. they sort of said when that came about um i guess what's what was really appealing was that having the connection with a company like pwc opened up doors to maybe i think the term what they used was parties uh, that they wouldn't have previously been invited to as 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 that sort of been something that you've found quite different since the involvement with Accenture in 2017? Uh, yeah, look, I, I, I get, I, yes. I mean, look, it's definitely um, opened up a whole new range of possibilities for everybody um, within the team, um, both personally and professionally. Um, you know, look, I've seen my role from, you know, a scrappy three-person startup um, to, you know, um, running Accenture Song across all these different um, capabilities and, you know, um, and it's very much a global business. So we are working on assignments throughout the region as well uh, and then also connecting with a global strategy as well. So that's that's a whole new experience. And I think um, for everybody in our team, that, that just opens up doors, uh, you know, We'd often lose a lot of people to um, different firms like uh, Droger or, or Wyden or um, could be Silverstein or Mother yeah. or whoever it might be. And, um, you know, so now our team have got options to go overseas as well. And I think that's that's also been great from uh, being able to uh, hold on to some of our restless talent that, you know, want to want to test themselves on a world stage. So uh, we, we're getting those... Um, cross-border, um, you know, career opportunities and, and clients as well, right? Like I think that, um, you know, we've, 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 we've had some pretty amazing briefs from overseas that, uh, you know, looking at the insurance industry in a different way or the banking industry and, and um, using technology from global to um, solve a problem like the you know the deterioration of the Great Barrier Reef, um, yeah, with uh, a reef cloud um, uh, program of work that we've we've been working on. So, like it's it's yeah, it has definitely opened up um, many more party opportunities for, for the team, if that's how we want to call it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's it's good. It's like I think that's you know that. The, there's so many advantages from being an independent and being your own kind of firm and a private company and all of those things. And conversely, there are also great, great, great things from being part of a truly global business. Yeah, it's um, sort of staying on the the sort of br- a broader area of uh, awards. There, it was interesting. Another. Um, panel I was involved in at Mumbrella 360. We had on stage um, Nines, Michael Stevenson, Spark Foundry's Imogen Hewitt and Westpac Group's Carly Boyle. And um, one of the questions that I posed to them was, aside from Mumbrella's awards, um, obviously, which, which which do you think is the best kind of marker of success or the most valuable by clients? And there was sort of unity on the effies as being sort of the, the, the benchmark. Um Last year, the monkeys were named as um, effective agency of the year, as well as um, scooping up the grand FE for, I believe it was a campaign with um, NRMA, the help campaign. Um, 
I'd be interested to to hear from your perspective. What do you think this kind of the, the the not the winning formula in terms of actually just winning awards, but sort of what the formula for that has been, which has resulted in that recognition. Yeah, look, I, I think uh, we use the saying um, "smart enough to play the game, dumb enough to think it matters" when it comes to awards. Uh, the, you know, they're they're part of the industry, um, and and everyone likes winning them. Um, you know, w- us included. The Effies we do see as the as the probably the most important because it's yeah. um, it's about effectiveness and it's the most valuable award for clients. So, uh, and you know, you know, in my role as um, the chairman of the Advertising Council of Australia, um, the ACA put on the Effies, and the last few years they've been as strong as they have ever been. And I think there's a real focus on the FEs from agencies and clients alike. And there's a, um, a lot of prestige and excitement when you can win them. And we've been very fortunate the last two years to be um, the most effective agency in Australia. Um, and, yeah, look, I, I, th- I think it, that, that would probably be the standout. Creative awards also, I think they attract talent. They kind of put your work on a global stage. So we, we, were, we were always interested in making sure that, uh, you know, the work we do is world-class. And, yeah, look, I, th- I think it's part of our industry as, you know, arguments that there are probably too many. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, look, I think the, um, you know, I think you've got to be part of it. And, you know, the, the, st- the staff love it as well and the clients love working with an award-winning agency and everyone likes to celebrate something (laughs) absolutely absolutely and you know there's over the last few years there haven't been enough opportunities for everybody to come together Uh, yeah i think your uh uh, event next week should be well attended and um enjoyed by many well let's hope so and I'll, i'll do a quick um shout out for that next week i'm sure if you've not sorted yourself a ticket you can still get one so hope to see you there um it's one of these kind of touch points that we've um, sort of spoken about quite a lot today already is um, sort of having innovation and provocative ideas at the heart of what the monkeys has been since you founded it, um, as you said, 16 years ago. Um, first of all, I think, do you think that has been, I guess, the main driver for the success of the agency over the, the years? And I know we kind of spoke about this um I think before the podcast and we sort of spoke about the cultural aspect about that. Do you think that the culture is driving the innovation or having innovation at the heart of the agency is sort of a driving point for the culture within it? I think it's a bit of both. Um, you know, the, I think that the, the more you step outside your comfort zone, um, the the more thrilling a business you operate, and you know at a, the thing that we love about Accenture Song and the Monkeys and what people are attracted to is the idea of doing something you haven't done before. And I think if you set that, um, you know, as a benchmark for the type of work you want to do, I think clients will become attracted to it. And so we've always kind of found ourselves doing new things, things that have. Um, you know, meant that we're learning how to do, a, you know, something for the first time in in some instances. And I think that kind of creates a quite a, a culture of, um, 
you know, kind of exciting projects, um, exciting clients, uh, brave clients, challenging clients, restless clients that kind of, you know, want to push the envelope and um, do something different. And I think if, if you, if the culture that comes as a consequence of that, um, you know, if that's what you're leading by example and showing the way, then uh, I think that really helps to define the culture. And there's an expectation if you are part of Accenture Song or the monkey and the monkeys, you're you're like kind of at the edge of um, of where you could take that. Um, and you know, we want to make sure that that continues. Um, you know, we're, we're we're not a small business; we are a um, you know a, a, a significant business. So. Um, you know, you kind of just, you, you always want to make sure that um, you're learning and developing the work that you're doing. And we've found that, you know, when we've been in, you know, whether it's a an app or a TV show or a whatever it might be, you're starting to, you, you're orbiting different types of industries and different people. And every time you have an experience like that, you can take it on to the next project. And, you know, that's our, our thirst for, um, um, you know, being innovative and doing new things has um it's really been kind of a, a, a catalyst for the culture that we've we've always yeah. we've always created and you know we talk about the work all the time um and that's what you know has really attracted most clients that we've worked with over the years and and kept them as well and um just just finally mark sort of on a again the sort of personal level is there a particular type of brief or anything like that 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 really inspires you or has inspired you over the years yeah look i i i i get i i always see the potential in almost any brief um you know the 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 the, the best brief is the one in front of you right now because how you can answer that is um in so many different ways today, you know, there's the fragmentation of media and, um, you know, the connection, different connections of businesses and customers and, um, you know, the, the world's changing. Uh, there's kind of all these challenges in every level through technology or societal change. So there's, there's just so many ways you can answer a, a different brief. So um, look, I, I, I usually, I mean, it's more, less about the brief sometimes it's more about the people around the brief clients that are open-minded and willing to kind of you know build on ideas and take them to the next level uh because you can't get there alone like it's a it's a real team collaboration and i think clients and agencies get the work that they deserve um that's been thrown around a few times i've heard throughout my career and um i think it's true um but it's also you know there's no happenstance that some businesses get to great ideas more often than not because there's a culture around it. And I think there's that kind of burning optimism and um, kind of relentless energy required to keep doing it year after year. And I think that's one of the things that we're most proud of is that uh, we've always found those ways over 16 years and um, throughout all of our careers in, in doing that consistently. And um you know, Mumbrella Agency of the Year things are kind of, you know, I mean, we've, I think we've been a finalist every year you've done it um, and we've, we've won a few. And I think that's the way we approach it is to kind of always be amongst the best and just to keep reinventing ourselves and doing great work. Um, so, yeah, look, uh, and any brief, you kind of, uh, I mean, I when I first started in the industry, um, 
you know, we, uh, we, 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 you know, some of the briefs that no one wanted to work on, we turned into these great opportunities. So I've always had that um, mindset since the beginning and um, a little bit addicted to it, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a good thing at at this stage. So, well, or a sad thing, depending on uh, how you look at it. <laughs> I, I was going to say it depends on how you look at it. So, yeah. <laughs> well, um, best of luck for next week. I'll see you there, and thanks for joining me today. No worries. Thanks for having me. I'll see you uh, next week. Well, that is it for another week here on the Mumbrella Cast. Thanks for sticking with us for a bumper week here. Please make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast platform and check out mumbrella.com.au for all the content and updates that you need. M, thank you for joining me. Thanks, Cal. Always a pleasure. And thanks again to Mark as well. We'll see you next week.